Welcome to Get It Done Entrepreneurs, where we talk with founders of companies who bet on themselves in one. My name is Rich Lebrun, and I am the founder and CEO of Lebrun Advisory Group. You can find us at rlebrun.com. Our mission is to help our clients build wealth through business ownership. Stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Our special guest today is Gary Garth. Gary is the founder and CEO of Great Dane Ventures, the Accelerator Program, and now a new consolidated effort, Elevate.io. He's the author of the Zero to 100 Million Sales Blueprint book and the Goals, Grit, and Greatness Planner. He's also leverages his resources as a sales leader and angel investor, helping high potential startups go to market, scale, and become profitable via his 360-degree sales and marketing support, incubator programs, advisory services, and proprietary technology engineered with the purpose of empowering entrepreneurs. He has been featured in Inc., Forbes, Success, and many other prominent publications. A serial entrepreneur since 2002 at the age of 20, Gary has started and successfully exited six companies, including large outbound sales call centers, radio advertising networks, and an award-winning eight-figure digital marketing agency. He was born in Denmark, but Gary now lives in Mendelin, Colombia. Gary, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you, Rich. Thank you so much for having me. And Seems that like we've been here one before. Comprehensive <laughs> one comprehensive detailed bio. What else do you need to know about me? You got everything. I, I don't know. You're pretty. You're a pretty cool guy, man. So, uh, but I, but our audience doesn't know about you. I get a chance to get to know you before the show, and we've had some fun and some laughs. So, uh, but yes. you have a great story. You're very much, like I said, a serial entrepreneur. But what we like to do is take our guests uh, backwards and to when this all started. You know, what was uh, how did you become an entrepreneur? What was the motivation to do that? Maybe it was your first venture, and maybe you, obviously you've been in and out of businesses. So pick a one or two and give us an idea of how it all came about. Yes, absolutely. So uh, all the way back to 19 years old was when I launched my uh, my first company. Um, uh, that was back in in, in Denmark. Uh, just came out of high school and had this great idea to to launch. Uh, a DVD shop uh, back then, importing uh, DVDs from the United States to Denmark. They had a, uh, they they came out, uh, they came live like six months before. So it was kind of like uh, you could get the hottest new movies before they they went to the cinema. So that was a that was a that, that those sold like hot cookies. But obviously, uh, I had to learn everything the worst about business. So it was a bumpy road and a good great experience. I'm very fortunate to then sell those two stores. Uh, and then started to, by coincidence, diving into sales. Uh, and that's where I really learned a lot, I would say. Um, I, I got a lot of lessons jumping into a conventional like call center. Like think about uh, this outreach, boiler room, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, maybe a little bit downplayed, not as aggressive. Uh, but basically just this is the time before it was digital. So this was just the handhold phone up to the ear and just punching numbers, not, not even putting the number da uh, phone down. And and it was like, if I haven't called 100 people by lunch, then I would get slapped around by my sales manager. <laughs> but they taught me a lot. It taught me a lot. Uh, and all of a sudden, I kind of learned like the principles of persuasion, right? Some Some of these... Some of these factors that are often 
overlooked or forgotten by most sales professionals or entrepreneurs today, right? Everything is rational. Everything is go-to-market analysis paralysis. And then but you kind of forget all the, the psychological aspects of generating sales that we all bind because of emotion, right? Which creates an intent and then action, et cetera. So I learned a lot about that selling these watered down, less valuable products over the phone that really set me off in trajectory where then I started to discover some solutions and products that actually had some uh, strong, strong validity. There was an actually valuable solution. And based on those sales skills I picked up, I then gained a lot of traction. So I was fortunate to become you know, a millionaire as I was 25 years old because I gained some traction with those projects. Uh, then I got dived into the radio advertising business, learned a lot about broadcast media, learned how offline versus online, how that interplays. And then when I was about 30 years old, um, I, I got an opportunity to travel across the Atlantic from Denmark all the way to Central America, Nicaragua, uh, to set up a big uh, advertising outsourced agency there that then uh, grew exponentially. And we were very fortunate to, you know, we, we grew it grew to hundreds of employees, 300 5,000 clients, 300 million on the media spend. Uh, and we were awarded the Inc. 5,000 uh, fastest growing company four years in a row. It, things were just kicking off. So I learned a lot by working with a lot of SMBs, a lot of companies out there. I saw what things work from a marketing standpoint, what typical areas of improvement most companies has. Uh, and throughout that journey, we also launched like a reseller program. So I started to sell marketing agency services to other marketing agencies. So uh, that would be like in a wide label format. So typically I would, I would, I sold over 200 marketing agencies on our solution and would help them uh, with sales enablement tactics on how I could teach their sales reps to sell our products. Maybe they were selling website services. Maybe they were had a creative agency. Maybe they were selling SEO agency services. And I would teach them how they could add PPC to the equation, pay-per-click advertising, Google ads, Microsoft ads, and they could expand the share wallet. They could add another revenue stream without any cost. It was pure margin for them. Uh, so And it was a win-win for all scenarios. Typically, they would mitigate customer churn because they would add another revenue stream um, so, so I learned a lot because all of a sudden I, I've sold to thousands of end advertisers, uh, but I also start selling to other marketing agencies and see, saw what worked for them, what worked for their clients. So with all that knowledge, I was like, back in 2020, I had a, an opportunity to share, sell my shares in my, my last company. I stepped out. Um, it was time for me to move on. Uh, I was uh, fortunate to step out with some some pocket change that uh, some good pocket change that allowed me to do some angel investing and invest into new projects. And for me, it was more like, okay, how can I take all these accumulated learnings and experiences and apply it to new projects that can then uh, set the bar for 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 new level? And and so I I dove into some new projects, and that's also why I wrote the zero to hundred million sales blueprint because I wanted to help a lot of entrepreneurs. Uh, overcome the common pitfalls that they experience. Like um, like we spoke about, Rich, it's common knowledge that 80% of entrepreneurs cease to exist after 18 months, right? Why is that? It's a lot of different theories, but in my book, it's one reason only. It's because you fail to produce enough revenue. Because if you have if you have enough sales and clients and revenue, uh, unless you have a cash flow problem, then you're pretty good. You can pay yourself out of the rest of the problems, right? So that's really what I teach in, teach in my book, how to secure that you can 
you can scale your company in profitable fashion. All right. So let me ask you a question: Is the sales ability in, in the way you teach you teach it through your book and in uh, in, your, in your programs uh, transferable to anyone? Can anybody pick up the skill, or is it, you have to have that DNA inside you? Great question. Great question. And maybe a lot of people is going to challenge me in this. But as I put in, 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 in chapter seven of my book, it's called Great Salespeople Are Made, Not Born. And you're looking at, I, I'm the prime example. When I was a kid, I was introverted. I was shy. I was not your typical salesperson by any means. But I did have a set of attributes and uh, some personal desires that created the right the, the right structure to be developed, right? I was hungry. I was passionate. I was very competitive. I was determined. Uh, and I had re- I had conveyed those 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 attributes in, in other senses. So it, they were to be developed in in sales. So when I when I work with companies, when I when I when I invest in companies and I say, okay, we have to build a sales team, the very first thing I say is stop looking for the experienced, highly paid sales veteran from another company because Yes, you should have some of them on your team. I'm not saying maybe they should consist of like one fourth, one third of your team. You need some. You need some. You need some gray hair on the sales floor. You need some experiences that know the ins and outs. But you just because people were successful in, in another sales job doesn't necessarily mean they can translate that. Maybe it was a different ICP. Maybe it was because they were very good at building relationships and they had a small target, a to, small total addressable market. Maybe. Uh, maybe they were excellent at conducting demos or they had a high activity of, of contacts, et cetera. They, there's certain skills, certain activities and skills that you can't necessarily transfer into another job, which makes, which uh, will equate in you being successful. Instead, what I tell entrepreneurs is I have a list of 20 attributes that I put in my book. When you're interviewing people, look for these attributes. If they, if they have at least seven out of 10 of those 20, uh, in other words, 14 out of 20 in that sense, you got a really good basis for somebody, somebody that you can develop. So with that in mind, if you have the right onboarding plan, if you have the ca- right coaching framework, if you have a, like a 60-day a, a 60, 60 uh, development plan for when they come aboard, everything they need to undergo, product training, uh, they have scripts, you have rebuttals, you have basically a play, sales playbook for everything they need to learn then you're in a very strong position to actually create sales superstars. And then for my opinion, if they have those attributes, you can create a sales superstar out of almost anybody. Yeah, well, that's very helpful. I'm sure those having that list, because one of the things you do in interviews, a salesperson is always sell you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's a good way to decipher the real from the not. Um, okay, you, you started many companies, you sold them, you built another one, you've made, uh, I'm sure some... Hit, let's put this way, hit some bumps in the road along the way. Oh, yeah. uh, knowing what you know today and looking back, uh, what would you do differently? Anything? Or do you have a couple, of, a couple of key things you say, you know, if I would have made this decision sooner or later or not made it at all, things would have been better. Oh, there's a lot of, that's a, that's a laundry list of things I could, I, we could continue for the, the remaining of the podcast with things I've learned. Uh, but a few things that come to mind that, that maybe I would prioritize saying over others is one, Gary, I would tell myself, do not get distracted by the next shiny object. Try to focus in on one, two, three, top three core elements, right? Like like uh, Jim Collins teaches in his book, uh, Good to Great, Great by Choice. It's like all these uh, 
companies that exceeded the, the stock market, the S&P, were like companies that had this hedgehog concept. In other words, they were very, very good at just focusing on one thing and being mastering that one thing. They didn't try to be, become the best at everything. When they added technology to the equation, it was because it could accelerate what they were already good at. It couldn't become a distraction. So that would be my lesson number one. Typically, I've launched too many things at once or haven't been good enough at just doubling down on one core strength. Instead of being a jack of all trades, just be a master of one. That would be my number one recommendation. Number two, uh, I would say, in my case, uh, to conduct better research, right? Mm. Uh, not that you should go into analysis paralysis necessarily, but like launch a company, right? Typically, I see this with companies I work with. They're like, okay, Gary, we're hiring you. They're like, okay, they ask me questions like, how many leads should we get? What should our closing ratio be? Uh, what uh, what percentage of a customer should we be able to upsell? I say, whoa, 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 time out. Let's take a step back. Let me see your ICP. Okay, who are they? Where do they live? Show me the firmographics, demographics, psychographics. Uh, how are you communicating to them, right? Have you done proper research? How, how compelling is your offer versus the competition? Have you done a mystery shopping process where you looked at all these competitors jumped on the phone and asked them all the questions to understand the contract terms, the pricing, how do they position it? What's their core strengths versus weaknesses? So you understand like, where's your sweet spot? Or are you, is it like a red ocean strategy? Or is it a blue ocean strategy? Doing proper research was something I could have done much better in my prior projects and something I've been very cautious about when, when rolling out my new projects. Yeah, and it's interesting because, you know, I think that's what we learned from wisdom. But at the same time, you started your start this adventure at 19. You know, you were invincible. <laughs> no, there's no, something I, to say, there's something to say some, for that, too. I made some pretty embarrassing mistakes back then, Rich. I can tell you that. <laughs> Haven't we all? Okay, but you made some good decisions, too. So I uh, pick one or two that you think that was really good decisions that, that were key to your to your success. Uh, I would say always be... Customer centric has been something that's worked really good for me. Putting putting clients first. Um, when I looked at at my last company, my last project I worked with, when we the most successful when was when I was not hiding in the quarter office talking KPIs and talking about strategic objectives for the following quarter, so what to invest in, what not to do. That's when I was taking care of our VIP clients. They loved us. They loved Gary. Right. I, I was there holding their hand throughout the whole journey. Those problems, I would jump on the call. I would answer the phones. Uh, I would be very involved in the in the customer success team. I'll be very involved in our sales team. Uh, that's that's something that I that I try to double down on now and have like friends in the uh, operations director to take care of all the tedious stuff so I can spend time, you know, focusing on our clients. They're the, they're the ones that pay the bills at the end of the day. Yeah, it's too easy to... Uh get hunkered down in that corner office yeah, <laughs> and uh, get out there and meet, meet the people. Okay. Let's take a little commercial break. Okay. Um, this is your time to promote whatever. I know you have a book out there. Uh, you um, maybe you tell our listeners who your customers are, who if in case any, any of them like to do business with you, but this is your, take a few minutes here and get, uh, take this time to promote whatever you want to do about your company. Thank you. Thank you. So first and foremost, I would recommend everybody to go to my website, garygarth.com. Uh, or you can also go to the page called zero to hundred million.com and pick up a copy of my book. Um, it's, it's 
It's very, very, it's 420 pages stacked with knowledge. It's it's endorsed by the head of sales at Google, Microsoft, and Amazon. So I don't think the recommendations come much higher than those. Why? Because I worked very closely with their channel teams previously, deploying projects, creating, you know, sales blueprints for companies in order to scale it. So, so it works. And it's not just, you know, one, two, three topics on, you know, how to run sales, you know, how to be a sales manager or talking KPIs or uh, how to close more deals. It's basically a sales blueprint for everything you need to do, what research you need to conduct, how to find the right people, how to onboard them the right way, how to create the right incentive structures, how to create email outreach sequences, how to tie that up with marketing, how to hire the right marketing agency, everything when you're talking demand generation and sales or revenue optimization, it's in the book. So I highly recommend it. If you go to the page, Rich, everybody of all your listeners, knowing that your target audience, you know, everybody listening to this show is uh, executives, maybe considering taking that leap, launching their own company and maybe concerned about if they can produce revenue or entrepreneurs out there. I have a special offer that they can get the book for free. Uh, if they go to my site, garygoth.com, go to this page, there's a coupon code. You just type in, get it done, get it done, just as the name of your show, without the entrepreneurs, and it drops down to zero dollars. It costs $30 on Amazon. You get it for zero dollars. All you have to cover is the shipping and handling, $10, and you get a paperback copy like this that costs $30 in your mailbox. I recommend that uh, um, because if you just apply one, two of the concepts that are written in the book, I guarantee... I will refund that ten dollars, even though it's just my shipping cost. But it, it will it will produce extra revenue for your company. Yeah, well, very generous of you. Very good, very good. Uh, and I will we'll put that in the show notes so everybody can get a chance to uh, take advantage of that great offer. All right, let's shift gears. You and I were talking a little bit before the show, and so we're going to take a little bit of a wide turn here. Um, you you know we want to talk about how you are navigating today. You know, a little. If we go back a little bit, 2022 is kind of a crazy year everywhere in the world. Okay, it wasn't Oof. just. You know, it was just we yeah. hit all the headwinds of interest rates and supply chains and wars and political unrest. You name it, we had it all in one time. I think in 2023 we're still carrying over that hangover and we're still into mm -hmm. this, uh, yeah, dark cloud. But it takes a, uh, you know, a founder, an entrepreneur, CEO, they got to figure out how to navigate this. You know, it's not the first time we've had these headwinds. It's maybe the first time we've had them in all in one year. Um, but you got to lead the charge, right? So mm -hmm. uh, what are you doing? To, uh, are you expanding? You're growing? Are you pivoting? Are you adapting? Are you retreating? How are you approaching uh, 2023 and looking forward? Yeah, from my end, uh... You know, like the firm, what is the famous phrase? Like when there's blood on the streets, right? That's when you want to, <laughs> that's when you invest. I'm not saying there's blood in the streets necessarily, but it, it's, it's a, it's a grim outlook. A lot of people have a skeptical view on, on 2023 and moving forward. On my end, I was just say I'm doubling down on my strengths. Um, and by that, I mean, like, I, I do have a, a marketing agency. Uh, we do both demand generation. We also do uh, CRM and technology enablement to make sure that the leads that we're producing doesn't fall through the cracks by having the right systems and tracking everything. And we also work on sales enablement. That's the last piece of the puzzle, making sure that all those leads convert into customers. So uh, that's, that's, uh, that's a core offering. 
uh, at Elevate.io. Uh, and what I've chosen to do is focus on, on three, three business categories that I see uh, has an extra need to, uh, to hire the right company to produce, uh, produce uh, create demand and and convert that demand and for one one of those categories is the addiction treatment center industry um uh, because at the current point uh, you know there's uh, uh 22 million americans that are, are suffering with addictions and and only 10 uh, percent of those 22 americans actually go into treatment uh one out of three americans are, are facing mental health issues and uh, at at the other side of of, of that uh, uh, of that perspective is uh, is the rehab centers, right? Uh, and they are not at full capacity. Uh, actually, they they're not the occupancy rate is not hundred percent, which which left me thinking like why why the heck is that? Why do you have all these people in need of treatment help, and then you have companies that offer help that are not maximizing the uh, capacity. And, and it really boils down to them not having the right go-to-market strategy. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm focusing a lot on that vertical because I know it also indirectly helps a lot of people are suffering. So I'm looking at like, you know, doing a lot of research and looking at the opportunity where I can make an impact and where it's a win-win for everybody in that industry. So I work a lot with addiction treatment center industry. At the same time, I decided to go a lot into uh, B2B and SaaS. But one is because, again, the book has a strong, strong emphasis on uh, everything that I've done over the last 25 years selling B2B and SaaS services. Uh, but it's also an industry that's pretty bloody now, right? With the, with, the, with the Silicon Valley Bank shutting down and all these companies now not necessarily needing funding. Now, it's not about future market valuation or these uh, average contract value, but payments are not due yet and so forth. Now it's all about cash is king, right? And and sales and revenue is going to produce that. So I, I chose to dive into that because I'm very confident in our abilities and our way to perform for, for, for these companies. So I would say as long as you got your ICP down as a company, double down on it, right? Now's the time to invest. I invest more in marketing than I ever done right now because I know now there's an opportunity. Everybody else is scaling down. Now's the time to capture market share. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I think even Warren Buffett takes that on the investing side. When people get fearful, he jumps into the market. <laughs> when people yeah. are overconfident, he kind of just backs out. And uh, He's got a pretty good track record, so yeah. Yeah, and he's got fun. a few zeros behind his name to be able to do that. But the <laughs> <laughs> but but it yeah. takes a, it takes a determination it, it, yeah. it takes you know putting money out in an uncertain market it takes some grit and I, you know, oh yeah yeah just like your planner the goals the grit and the greatness planner it really it, it takes some focus yeah okay uh lastly um how about yourself personally okay you know it's, it's good to have all this information it's good to lead the charge but you know, every every uh, owner founder has to go and take care of themselves and self care. What do you Correct. do? Do you have disciplines in life? You have mentors. Uh, what do you do to stay focused? Uh, yeah, as a person. No, great question. Uh, that's typically the the forgotten forgotten element of entrepreneurship, right? Nowadays, uh, will with social media and everybody wants to be the next Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and work five hours a day on the beach and everything is, you go to, you go to Instagram, there's a course for everything and a shortcut and hack, right? The fact of the matter is that's, that's just not the reality. And if you are to become successful, uh, the more 
the more clients you get, the more revenue, the more probability, the more problems, right? And I know that first time I've had a lot of bumpy roads where I've struggled a lot, suffering. I was not fulfilled. Um, I, I was like, had the wrong coping mechanisms as to get rid of my stress, unhealthy habits. And that's actually why I created this, this goals, good and greatness planner uh, for entrepreneurs, for high achievers to say, okay, how can you, how can you tie everything up with, with a purpose, right? Sometimes it's because you're pursuing uh, the wrong targets, right? And, and that's not necessarily giving you fulfillment. So it all, from, in my opinion, it all starts with finding your why and try to, if you're not, if you're not fulfilling your why, then you need to change direction. It's simple as that. But once you find your why, how do you reinforce it? How do you keep it in your face at all times? And how do you how do you assess your new current strategies and and and, and focus that distill that into annual quarterly goals, setting weekly, creating weekly plans, daily priorities. Uh, in in this plan, I also put a lot of emphasis on gratitude. Like so, if it's every day you wake up, this for first three questions, write three things I'm grateful for. Uh, the next question is, what would make today great? That's something that's entrepreneur. You kind of forget. You just wake up and you got just checklist, task list. You need to get done. There's that. You're stressed about this payment. You got to do payroll. You got to talk to this client. The client is trying to cancel. And you're like, oh, stop. Wait a moment. Where am I now? Where was I a year ago? How, how much have I advanced? What other things can I be grateful for at this very moment that I'm not just taking for granted? Like being appreciated, uh, an appreciated mindset instead of a, a, a mindset of lack. That goes a long way. And then focus on the small things. What would make today great? So today's plan, for instance, I wrote like, go get an ice cream after after work with my daughter, right? Put a smile on her face. It's going to go a yeah. long way. And actually, that's something I'm going to remember. It's going to make it more important than this client meeting I had that went XYZ way, right? So things like that, of course, tying it up with what you need to get done, what can make the biggest impact and achieving your goals, but trying to blend everything in so that you stay balanced. That would be, and the way I do that is by being very disciplined on my habits, get up every day, 5 a.m. I focus a lot on meditation. I Obviously, the very first thing, I take off my planner. I write my my journal. I write what I'm grateful for, et cetera. I, I create a, a plan, and then I hit the gym. And with that, in that, with all those habits in mind, I, I come to the office energetic. I, frame, I have the right mindset, and I keep my eyes on the prize while not just being stressed about what the next thing I need to accomplish. But again, what am I grateful for at this moment? That's great. Do you bring, do you utilize mentors or mastermind groups? Uh, yes, I've, I've had a coach for the last 15 years. I've tried a lot of different coaching methodologies and, and coaching networks. Uh, I was like seven years with Tony Robbins, for instance, even in the platinum platinum program was like 85,000 a year, something crazy like that. Uh, but after that, I've, I've always done programming uh, coaching where I talk with a coach at least every two weeks. And sometimes it's not that they give me like the, 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 the something magical that I didn't already know, but it's just sometimes just having somebody to, to express your concerns or get a second, you know, not uh, ob objective, non uh uh, non-biased opinion and somebody who can identify your blind spots. Sometimes you can't see the forest for bare trees. So just having somebody to talk with, they can sometimes point out the obvious. So I'm yeah. a big fan of coaching. I would say everybody should have a coach. Uh, I mean, look at the best athletes in the world or the top CEOs yeah. and the top entrepreneurs. Everybody has a coach. So I would say you should, have, if you don't have one, get one right away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, too many CEOs live inside their head. 
And uh, the answer is right there. They just can't see it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Gary, this has been fun. Uh, you're just a fun guy to talk with. Uh, you, you again, on and off the show, it's been it's really been a pleasure getting to know you. Uh, how can our uh, guests get a hold of you? Should they want to learn more or uh, maybe engage your services? Thank you so much for having me. First and foremost, this was definitely fun. Again, uh, I would say uh, go to garygarth.com. That's my personal website. You can also go to Elevate. .io, that's E-L-E-V-8.io. That's my agency side. Uh, and if you go to either of those two sites, you will be have able to access all the resources I spoke about, the book, the planner, the platform, et cetera. And uh, I, you can hit me up. You can send me a message on, on my LinkedIn. I guarantee I'll personally answer any, anybody who reaches out to me. Uh, and, and I'm just a big fan of networking and expanding my reach. So I hope to hear from a lot of people as a result of this podcast. Yeah, and looking forward to hearing more from you in the future. Uh, you mentioned earlier, I'm going to do a little plug for you. You're going to be starting your own podcast here come the fourth, third or fourth quarter. So that we'll is keeping, correct. We'll be keeping an eye out for that and help uh, promote that as well for you. Thank you. I'll extend an invitation to be my one of my first guests if, if you can commit to that. Rich. That would be, that'd be an honor. Awesome. Gary, I hope you have a great day. Thanks for taking time out of your busy day, sharing your wisdom with our guests and, or excuse me, our listeners. It's always a, just, uh, I, I never want to take that for granted. I just know how busy you are and that we get a chance to learn from other great leaders like yourself. So with that, I hope you just have a wonderful day and I uh, wish you the best. Thank you so much. And likewise. Thanks a lot. Okay. Cheers. Rich LeBron here. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, Get It Done Entrepreneurs. If you are a successful business owner who would like to be on this program, please visit us at rlebrun.com forward slash podcast and fill out the form and we will reach out to you. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show. Include the hashtag GetItDoneEntrepreneurs. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, rlebrun.com, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.